There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for rotten treasure. Ho, ho, ho. It's Rotten Treasure, a special holiday edition. We watched <sighs> Home Sweet Home Alone. I'm your host, Jim O'Donnell, and with me as always is the other host, Kai Bobby. Hi, Jim. Hi, Kai. How are you? How are you? Merry Christmas. <laughs> that was just a conversation of maniacs. <laughs> that was like two aliens reading a play that they wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, we're really good. We're no, we've just been friends for too long that we don't we don't know how to do it anymore. <laughs> this is like sixty episodes in. It's also like now that I I like have to go back into the office uh, for work and like doing podcasts, like asking people how are you, like I tune out whenever I ask somebody how they're doing. I'm like, yeah, they don't they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, by the way, a uh, 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 friend of the show, Ross Weissman, is with us. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Back. hey. Um, I regret pitching this episode to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, we had to talk about it at some point. I'm so glad to have you here to talk about it. Um, I don't regret it. I feel like it needed to happen, and this is where we need to be together, right here, right now. This was meant to be. That's true. Um, I, yeah, thanks for having me back. After I watched Home Alone 4, I was like, God, I need... I need additional versions, but uh, hey, for the sixth installment, they got some A-list celebrities, at least in my eyes. They, okay, you still have the worst Home Alone movie. You still watched the worst one. That was the fourth one. This is, this isn't as bad as the fourth one. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I honestly, I kind of blocked out. Home Alone 4, I like can't tell you a single detail about it right now except for French Stewart. But this, <laughs> this I this I also only remember existed. French Stewart and Missy Pyle. And because oh, I edit, right. I edited that episode, all I can remember is both of you doing your best French Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember the movie. I just remember both of you be like, hey, I can't. I don't know. Because well, I think we were both. Like, I don't know how to yeah, because we we're both doing impressions of French <laughs> Stewart, but based off of his character from Third Rock from the Sun. I <laughs> Great. Great. I have no idea what he actually sounds like uh, anymore. Like, it's gone. I don't have that content in my head, and I'm okay with it. I'm right there with you. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like hopefully I'll forget this movie like well I think I kind of mostly have already so hopefully I'm, it'll be completely gone by the end of the week I took notes and these all feel like uh, like reading a stranger's diary <laughs> all right well let's let's start in the middle what do you got yeah. right in the middle <laughs> yeah give us our give us your middle note uh honest okay the <laughs> the middle note is Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney have a shitload of milk. <laughs> yeah, that they do yeah no okay I, think, like, I got like five gallons it's a weird running gag in this movie about like people going to get milk as like yeah. an excuse mm-hmm. i would call that the only joke that i thought was somewhat funny in the movie is them is them <laughs> him saying oh i'm out to get milk and then it cuts to them having 10 cartons of milk and i was like that's a good joke we've we've done one <laughs> one down let's see how many we can get <laughs> I wonder if this movie had more to it and it was just edited down a lot because it's it's an hour and a half barely and you have two SNL writers, you have a yeah. director that did like 
Ali G, Borat, and like a lot of the reviews said this, so I'm kind of regurgitating really? that. But like, it's weird that this is the result that we got. Wait a second, the um, because the guy that directed Borat was uh, he was also a major writer on Seinfeld. Larry Charles, he he directed this. No, so the director was Dan Mazur. Oh. So he did, I think, other Sasha Baron Cohen projects. So he he is, uh, according to Wikipedia, the longtime writing and production partner of Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm, okay. So he uh, was a writer, not a director, more so. Yeah, this was... It, it was star-studded, and they... It, it's... Yeah, it does have Mikey Day and Streeter Seidel, uh, which Streeter Seidel, I know as a college humor guy that yeah, eventually yeah, made yeah, it yeah. on to uh, uh, SNL. He wrote the famous uh, David S. Pumpkins uh, sketch. The both of them did. Mikey Day and uh, Streeter both did that. Yeah. Um, which I showed afterward. I looked that up and I, and I was like, oh, it's the David S. Pumpkin guys. And Rachel, my girlfriend was like, oh, what's that and i was like oh, i'm gonna go to the bathroom i'll put that on for you right now and then i came back she was like yeah that was about as good as that movie we just watched and i was like oh harsh <laughs> oh, damn did not like that uh sketch which to be fair it's a weird sketch but also like i'll watch it yeah it's better than anything i've ever written which is because i haven't written a sketch ever but still someday still, still better yeah, I think I'm I'm done. I've written one really bad one, and then I never want to do it again. <laughs> I remember that sketch. That was yeah. the sketch that uh, Tanya just... said, "Where's the joke?" Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the best. That's what you want to hear from your friend when you explain your sketch comedy idea. She was. I will say she did say it, but because she was trying to get you to say what the joke was, so that when you do a rewrite of it, so you can really hit that joke home. No, the, the the best sketch I I have ever like I've yet to write, and I I will waste my time on it, and I probably will never do it, which is just Breaking Good, which is the opposite of Breaking Bad, which I might have mentioned on this podcast before. But I just want I want the story of a drug dealer. I think we literally said this like last episode. Um, I want I want a drug dealer. This uh, is the sign that you have to to get his life together. It. You know, I want yeah. him, I want him and yeah, Jesse Pinkman it. to just be like. You want to just like be my TA and just like get our lives together and like really let's 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 find a way. No, I honestly this. What if they just all of a sudden got like paying jobs that paid them the exact same amount of money they were making? <laughs> yeah. What if Walter White just got a job with good health insurance <laughs> <laughs> as like Jeff Bezos, basically, because they, no, I don't know how much. No, way, way less than what Jeff Bezos makes, but still good. Money. I mean, yeah, probably Jeff Bezos has good health insurance. <laughs> you, you think the- so? Yeah, probably, <laughs> it's cool. Like his deductibles are like a little bit higher, but like you know he gets dental and that's good. Yeah. To be fair, part of Breaking Bad is the fact that he was supposed to be a like Elon Musk type guy, but he missed out because he sold his shares in a company that went that started making billions. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he got like really resentful, and mm-hmm. then like the guy, the the guy that stayed, he's like, "Walt, if you need some money, I'm happy." And he's like, "No, I'm fine." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they really hammer home for early on that he's completely uh, 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 motivated by pride, uh, and it just becomes more and more obvious as the as the show goes on. He pretends like, 
oh, I'm doing this for my family. But you, you really know the whole time it's because he, uh, he wants to be a big shot. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. like at the at the end of the the show, like the last scene that he has with Skylar, he's like, "I did it for me. I liked it. I was good at it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a sign of personal growth, and like a a sign of an evolution of your emotional intelligence to realize that Walter White was a bad guy. <laughs> like, yeah, like he's, he's not like an antihero when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, he's not a know? good guy. Like, he's like I don't want to think in simplification of just like either you're good or you're bad, but just like you know. Well, he broke bad. That's the thing. Yeah, he did. He broke. <laughs> yeah. Not he a lot of people it. know that the Breaking Bad, the name of the show Breaking Bad, it's based off of the fact that Walter White stopped being good. Yeah. It's it it was one of my favorite tropes of late 2000s TV which was uh a sympathetic uh hero who's not a good guy just not a good guy he's you got Tony Soprano you got Don Draper you got uh Walter White you like, got the president <laughs> Barack Obama <laughs> uh Millard Fillmore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite anti-hero. Um, so this movie has... Uh, <laughs> so, you know what's crazy? Andy Daly, fantastic comedian, actor, writer. He has one fucking line in this movie where he's just like, hey, cut it out. And like, that's his whole... That's all he has. He has a couple lines oh. while he's on the toilet. Yeah. And not in the room. What were oh, they? yeah. Yeah, right? Because I forgot who he was because later on in the movie, I was like, what's Andy Daly doing here? Oh, right. He's the father of the, the little Nazi boy. Yeah, that okay. That's not what you So want. that's yeah. the thing. So uh, Archie Yates is Max. He's like the Cumbin McAllister in this movie. Mm-hmm. And like, he's wonderful in Jojo Rabbit. He's great. Yeah, yeah, fantastic in Jojo Rabbit. And then um, this is this is literally his second acting project. Oh boy! And that's such a shame. Well, th- it's he did the he did the movie that got him famous, and now he's doing a movie that's giving him money because I'm sure that's going to make him a bunch of money because it's a Disney movie. I don't yeah. know. This, I don't know this kid. I don't know his work. I just didn't like him. Therefore, I I know this is irrational, but I don't like this actor. Like, if I were to see this small child, I'd be like, nope. Oh, God. Get away from me. Once you see him in Jojo Rabbit, you'll be like, oh, I would die for this fucking kid. Yeah. Right. He's, he's amazing in Jojo Rabbit. You got to see Jojo Rabbit. I, I understand that the general concept or, like, the backbone is everyone agrees that, like, Kevin McAllister, whatever the fuck the kid from the third movie or fourth movie or fifth, like, that we are all like, oh, yeah. No, they're just totally uh immoral and just like don't give a fuck they're just basically little murderers they might like they're all unhinged children and we're just like fine sure like putting aside like the class warfare angle that like everybody talks about that's like it is weird that like like it's interesting that they give the wet bandits or whatever the the robbers like a motivation and like pathos and reasoning but like they make the kid so unlikable Mm -hmm. in the in Mm -hmm. the movie like He's like selfish. He's like, I I have to go to I've got to pee my pants, mother. <laughs> and then 
uh, like he's rude to this person who he just peed in their house and like mm-hmm. he's overwhelmed with all of his family but like th- he's kind of just like he just doesn't want to be around any other people ever and he's just like really self-centered and like it's just weird I don't want him to win. I don't care. Like, I'm kind of just not, and as no time am I invested in, in this situation. You know what? He's a little too old. I don't... Because Kevin McAllister in the original Home Alone, I don't know how old he is. In my head, he's, he's like he's maybe eight. seven. Okay, seven he's or eight. eight. Like, that, that makes sense because he's naive. He doesn't know what to do, and he has to step up and be brave. But this kid, yeah, he's second like... Grade? That sounds about right. He's a he's at least like eleven or twelve, and that like it feels more malicious and pointed rather than like I like cartoons. This is how I how people defeat enemies in cartoons. He's he like knows what he's oh doing. I have the battle plan right behind me, y'all. Do you? I mean, I honestly. Oh shit! I did not notice that. Oh, I yeah. thought that was your apartment for a second. No, yeah, this is okay. Not my apartment. I do not live here. This is a background of the kids' twisted ways of. Uh, borderline murdering these people. I-, I know I've seen five of these movies before, and at this point I shouldn't be shocked by like some little kid doing some of this stuff, but I'm like, wow, you almost lit that uh, Ellie Kemper on fire. That makes me uncomfortable. And I- the fact that we see Ellie Kemper like cry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and she keeps saying like, please stop. Like, can we just talk? Like, yeah. we just want, and like, he's just not hearing any of it. And like, look, I get it that like if robbers are coming and they're, they're like, can we just talk? It's like, you're trying to rob my house. But, yeah. like, he technically knows who they are. Yeah. I think one of the things with this movie that really doesn't work is that I, I'm rooting for the robbers. I want yeah. them to rob this house. I want them to succeed. I don't want Archie Yates to succeed. Yeah. I, I want him Which, to fail. Yeah, and that is interesting. And I think if they fully leaned into it, I think that would have been interesting. But, like... They also give you too much stuff with him, with the kid and the family. There's too much back and forth family. Like, which family am I supposed to give a shit about? Yeah, because <laughs> like it, because mm-hmm. it, it's also it would be interesting if they they teamed up or something at the end, and li- they were like, oh, why are we fighting each other when the common enemy is blah blah blah? I don't know. Like they discover that the common enemy is the police. <laughs> What's that, Jim? The common enemy is the police. Wow, controversial opinion. What a fun time to have a tech issue. This commercial break is brought to you by your mutual enemies. Oh, hello. Who am I, you ask? Well, that's on a need-to-know basis, and I guess you need to know. I'm Donnell from the WatchNet Podcast, a little podcast where me and my co-host Robert dive into different TV shows and movies to give our viewpoints and reviews. TV shows like The Boys to the 1999 hit movie The 13th Floor. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, come join us at watchitpod.com or on any podcast provider. Yeah, is Buzz from the first movie as the cop? I don't know, but I think there's there's a way that they could have done that where it could have it could have worked going back and forth between the both, but it's just like uh, Max is rude. He like talks back to his mom. Yep. He mm-hmm. like is. I know. I knew a kid like that at that age. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. suck. These yeah. kids kind of suck. And like, it's not. That's not an endearing thing. I don't no. like him. And then this this 
parents that like one of them is a, a teacher and the other is unemployed and they've been laid off for a while like yeah it, it makes everything feel that much crueler and then when everything kind of works out in the end i'm like how the fuck are you spending time together mm. i i think okay so you put it in the way that like uh kind of the reverse of this uh but in the same in the same vein i just don't want the burglars burgling uh to get hurt there's no point like that's the thing that ruins it for me is that i just like i don't every single yeah. time they get injured i'm just like that sucks in, <laughs> the, in the other movies you want to watch these assholes get their comeuppance you want to watch joe pesci not only because joe pesci and um uh oh god what's the other guy's name daniel uh, daniel stern daniel stern then yeah daniel stern you not only are they incredibly funny physical comedians mm-hmm. but also you're waiting the whole movie for them to get their comeuppance you're waiting for them to because they're, they, they're, they're doing like cartoonishly evil yeah yep. yeah it, it home alone is a movie that works oh. when you have a clear-cut enemy who is cartoonishly evil I, so then I, you can do cartoonishly <sighs> evil things to them and you're like ha 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 god because it's all it's all just like a misunderstanding yeah yeah right. And, and before like, you can get like a hey real quick, can I just say something? They're just like, oh, pool ball to the forehead? Yeah, I can pool ball to the forehead, you. No problem. Uh, with this little fucking, what do you, was that a shirt cannon gun? What, what is that thing? I thought it was a shirt yeah, cannon gun like too. Yeah, he sh- Honestly, it's not, it's not cute. It's just painful. It's just like, I I cringe the concept of a, of a fucking pool ball coming flying at my forehead and leaving that big of a welt. Like that's But you terrible. know, you know what's funny though? The one trap that I thought, oh, that was clever is um when max hooks up rob delaney to a vr headset yeah and he thinks that he's on a cliff and then seeing him like willingly jump into uh the wall with like that shelf i'm like okay that's that's something because it's like that's at least playing on he is not thinking things through he's being inept and that's what's causing the pain rather than like Mm -hmm. whatever stepping on a bunch of legos and stuff like that and yeah, it's it's just weird. And also, like, this has that weird modern, uh, like, pacing and like rhythm in general, where it's like, uh, like people are bad at lying and like are bad at coming up with excuses. And also, like, it's like cringe comedy pacing, where like everybody is just kind of, there's just like all this palatable yeah. silence that you sit through. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Come on. I there is a new thing with comedy that I don't like, which is uh, all the characters are awkward. Which, yeah. granted, I like it's a very easy, it's a very like easy thing to do when you're on stage because you're just kind of like, oh, if I'm awkward, that'll be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very easy thing to fall into, but it's not fun to watch. Uh, I don't like watching it. It's it's not good. And I want to get I want to get rid of it. I want to, I want all the characters to be confidently confident, but at least com- right. like, even confidently awful. Mm-hmm. You want them to you want to at least stand behind it. You want to be clear that they believe it like they believe that reality. That yeah. Be sure it. of yourselves. Make yeah. strong decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, Great. The, and, the quote of the episode. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> and just like squandering talent. Like I'm going to I. I listed so many people on my notes that I was like, they're great, and and it sucks that this is all they have to do. Mm-hmm. Andy Daly, Pete Holmes, uh, Aisling B, 
Ellie Kemper, Rob Delaney, Jim Rash, uh, Timothy Simons, like really fucking good people. Oh, don't forget. Uh, he's actually also, I think, one of the last people, uh, like the longest, no, and the longest running SNL cast member, uh, Keenan Thompson is in this. That, yeah, he's at the beginning. I forgot about that. Yeah. I will say I discovered about Keenan Thompson where I was like, I don't know if Keenan Thompson can be a movie actor. He's he can, doing it. He's, well, he didn't do it well because uh, he is a great sketch actor. He's perfect in sketch. He does exactly what he does exactly what it needs to be. But once you like to when once you need to see a person in more than one scene and you need to connect with them, he's still doing sketch acting. At least in this movie, uh, he's doing sketch acting versus movie acting, which I thought was a very bizarre thing to discover. Hmm. Well, you'll have to enjoy his new TV show. Oh, does he to us. That's Keenan. No Kel. No Kel. That's actually, that's what I call it because I don't watch it. <laughs> oh, no Kel? Yeah, I don't watch that. Mm-mm. It's weird he was the breakout star of yeah. uh, all that, and then it just kind of didn't go anywhere. He was yeah. in Mystery Men, and then... Mm-hmm. He was? Oh, shit. And it, it's such a shame because he was he was very funny at, at a very young age. Well, I mean, oh, don't forget about Good, Good Burger. Good Burger is Good Burger. Yeah. Yeah. Can I take your word? It, it, that's a funny movie. There's a lot of very funny jokes in that movie that are that they wrote for him. It also is the reason why I like that song. Uh, I like the song that's in like the psych ward where it's like. Bum, 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 bana, bana. Oh, the uh, one where they all dance. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. yeah, I don't know who that is, but somebody get at me on social media and remind me. Oh, I want to say that's Melly Mel, um, but I don't know. It's a quality movie, everybody. Get that out. That, I mean, that's an example of like uh taking like sketch like into television and it's an example that actually worked or into like a movie and it actually worked um i guess you yeah, could just even like say buying into it the whole time just being like yep yeah. this is just gonna be the weird energy that we're gonna have the whole time yeah even sinbad's like yeah i'm in this fucking movie i guess like <laughs> it's happening sinbad, is <laughs> movie. sinbad <laughs> the prince of thieves yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah um what a movie. Uh, Sinbad. That's also how I describe this movie. It's a sin and it's bad. <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh, what were the, uh, any other particular heavy hates? I mean, like, or the extreme well, opposite. Does anybody have anything they actually did like in this movie? I I was looking at uh, the cast list and I remember Ashling B. She has a very bizarre British accent in this movie. And maybe it's because I know she's Irish. And she has a it very... It definitely is. She has a very thick Irish accent. But she chose she chose a very posh accent for this, but once in a while she says something with an Irish accent, which is very bizarre. Because it'll be like, oh, let's, oh no, what have you done to my house? <laughs> Hello, my son is home alone. No, that's Australian. <laughs> uh, oh no, look at this home alone. Good I day, mean. I'm Irish. <laughs> Put another Guinness. Yep, that's it. No, keep going. <laughs> Put another Guinness on the lucky charm for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had one. Be- I had one beer, but I drank it slightly Ooh. fast, and I didn't eat a whole lot of food today, nice. so it's hitting me like a brick. What is this, Home Alone? Well, good, we're at minute twenty-five, so uh, this is good. We we got Ross is wild. Everyone, <laughs> it's, it's unhinged. Honestly, Don't tell my mom that I drink alcohol sometimes. Well, honestly, okay, folks, uh, are are you home alone right now? 
Are you home sweet home alone? Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Is there there are burglars in your house? You have to blank. <laughs> um so I don't have burglars in my house, but I do have <laughs> I do have the uh the ghost lady from the grudge walking upside down on my ceiling. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Okay. Oh, okay. I can't I can't Wait. unsee it now. Honestly, I'm looking at your screen and I, I I have a good enough imagination to be uncomfortable. Ugh, she's getting her wet water hair everywhere. Ugh. <laughs> okay, what you're experiencing is actually um, uh, uh, train spotting, uh, where you're going through withdrawals. Uh, so we're going to have to help you out here. Uh, and also, wasn't a little boy in the, the grudge? Yeah, there was also a little ghost boy. Oh, he's oh. in your closet. I I'm going to s- tell you something. <laughs> I can see him. <laughs> I have never seen The Grudge. I was way too Neither scared to watch I. it. I might watch it now that I've seen The Ring, uh, <laughs> and I was not scared by The Ring, because uh, I've talked about this before. That is a movie about horses for some reason. Mm-hmm. Sure. There is so much about horses in The Ring that it's distracting. I mean, I'm terrified of The Ring, because, uh, you know, The Ring, that means wedding ring and a hi yay yay commitment? I don't (laughs) think so, baby. Wait, is that what the whole thing is? Is that what it's an allegory for? It's just like the fear of commitment? You know what? Now that I say it out loud, maybe. Okay. Wow. If you if you watch the movie, it's about um uh, it's about a little girl who doesn't like horses uh and how they make noises at night. So I haven't seen The Ring, I haven't seen The Grudge. But I have seen Scary Movie 4, and honestly, I think that's good enough. Yeah, Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you get it. it. I also have not seen Scary Movie 4 in over a decade. I I feel like it holds up to a certain degree. Uh, No, you're wrong. We'll get you back for that one. Uh. Honestly, if you do, like, the movies, like, the... the Oh, we we will at some point. Yeah, Salzburg and whatever (laughs) parody movies, I am in. I... Made my dad take wow. me to see epic movie in theaters. Oh, no. no, we both had a terrible time. I bet. I oh. I also willingly watched epic movie. Um, I remember the trailers. You, we were. I remember being like, "Oh, that's interesting. They're gonna parody like those types of movies," and that just sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was exact. I was like, "Oh man, I love all these movies that they're going to parody. I can't wait to see them like really nail them." And I watched it. I was like, "This doesn't have a plot, uh, and none of these jokes are funny." Yeah, it's like Magneto shows up and he's like, "Hello, I'm Magneto," and then like he just gets hit in the head with like a pot because somebody's cooking near him. Yo, Crispin Glover's in this. Crispin Glover's in it. Also, that's where Jama Mays met her husband they like met on the set oh of epic movie and now they're married yo okay hold on fred willard's in this kevin mcdonald's in this it's oh, an shit. insanely stacked cast cal penn is in it david carradine is in this mm-hmm. well they used to make money like those they movies... still do because they're fucking cheap yeah the the movies made a decent amount of like i just looked it up they were made for this one was made for 20 million dollars and it made uh, about ninety million, which is that made that means they made their money back. They got a return on their investment. Uh, That's tight. And like, yeah, they can get a star-studded cast by doing that. I mean, star-studded Fred Willard. Uh, yeah, he's great, but like, I don't know if I'd consider him to have been a huge star. I th- I think he like Fred Willard shows up. He probably doesn't. Have, he probably didn't have like a huge paycheck and stuff but like there was good 
there is good to that. I would call um, him a B-list actor. Uh, in that fair. Everyone knows who he is. Everyone likes him, but he's not like he's not like Tom Cruise. Like Tom know. Cruise is a guy it, who everyone knows. If you're gonna get some Fred Willard, it's gonna be a dash. You're just gonna get a little dash of Fred Willard. A whole imagine a whole like TV show where it's just him, like as the leading person. I don't know if I can handle that. Like I don't know if I need him in a like just shooting the shit Seinfeld style, like mm. in a in like a diner. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't see it. I'm sorry <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Also, sorry, I'm I'm just looking into the filmography of uh, Fred Friedberg and Seltzer, who did like epic movie and stuff like that. So all, their movies were profitable up until their Hunger Games parody, The Starving Game, and then well, yeah. their movies since then have lost money. Someone yeah. did ask me if we were going to do that uh, and cover it on this podcast. I I believe I thought about it for a second, maybe floated the idea to Jim, but it, it did not happen. I, don't think, I think I think those those would just be unpleasant because even with like uh, you're watching like Nightmare on Elm Street you were saying and like those are even if they're bad like they're still entertaining like these are just like slogs and just like just so unpleasant and just such a cash grab. I will say I remember watching their uh, Twilight parody movie mm-hmm. Vampire and Suck. I remember chuckling a few times. Like I remember it was slightly better because it was a little bit more focused of a parody. Yes, that it was yeah, I do remember Vampire Suck being pretty good because it wasn't just oh, here's a reference to this thing and here's a reference to this thing. Here's a re- it's just here's a reference to Twilight. Should I watch right, that? Let's do it. Should I watch that before I watch Twilight or should I watch Twilight first? Oh, you should watch Twilight. Twilight's a great uh film series. Oh no! Well, I mean, we're gonna have to at some point, I'm sure. Oh, I, 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 Twilight is great to watch. It's it's a lot of fun. Great to watch, horrible to read. I actually read the first Twilight book, and I didn't hate it. Um, I remember being entertained by it and being like, okay, like everything is wrong in this. Like the all of the uh, relationship <laughs> like, choices are incorrect, but I'm still uh entertained by it hmm. well i've well, i've stay no tuned, folks. yeah i've no uh, i've never seen any of the movies never read any of the books i have only seen vampires suck and like <laughs> everybody and their mom's like twilight sketch I'm, yeah yeah there are a lot of because it was a it's that thing where uh 13 year old girls liked it so it's open season to make fun of it kind of thing yeah stupid girl yeah they they like movies that i don't like yeah the dumb dumb girls now i i I think i was a teenager when those were starting to come out and i was like yeah these are dumb and i'd never seen them and then when i finally got around to it i was like oh okay i see where they're i see where these girls are coming from Uh, but yeah, Kai, to answer your question from uh, 97 minutes ago, um, mm-hmm. there were two parts uh, of this movie that I like. I thought were kind of funny. <laughs> okay. Both of them were from uh, uh, the the rich people. So like, um, what were the characters' names? Hunter and May McKenzie. So that was um, uh, Rob Delaney's brother mm-hmm. uh, and his wife. And so like the wife at some point sings like this weird song about like poor people on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was fun because it's like so tone deaf and just like the kind of that like uh, 
borderline like white conservative white liberal thinking of just like oh how awful it must be to be poor and i thought that was pretty funny of just like how oblivious uh, how obliviously rich they are yeah and then at the end of the movie when they find the doll and they're gonna like make money from it and timothy simons goes oh so happy they're not poor anymore that was making me uncomfortable <laughs> and i thought uh, that was yeah. funny because yeah. like i think i think if it was cartoonish like that like more stuff like that where it's like you know that they're living in this weird sketchy world like sketch comedy world then that's fun but like trying to play a little bit too realistic like we didn't have the moment like in the first one where kevin meets the old man in the church and learns not to be scared of him we don't have a Mm -hmm. moment like that Mm -hmm. we have just like a what are you talking about i don't have a doll yeah and like that's it yeah I do think of of the people in the movie, the two people who understood what they were given was Timothy Th- Simons and Ally Mackey. Like those yeah. two, they were like, "Okay, you're rich and you're obliviously rich," and the two of them were like, "Okay, I got it. Boom, let's let's get into this." Whereas everyone else, it it feels like they were like, "I don't know, you're gonna like you like argue a lot and like uh you're you don't like each other but like you do like each other and like that's the crux of the movie so mm-hmm. get into it also i so i was i skipped around like a little bit just because i i said like i was watching this before work and i was like coming across the clock a little too much so i skipped like some of the stuff in the first third does anybody make like a stupid meta joke like oh my god i feel like i'm in a a bad christmas movie or it's something like that. No, did you get the part where Buzz references his brother? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, get that. cool. I think that's yeah. the closest thing I have to even connect, like doing that kind of shit at all. Okay, because I I am a little surprised that there wasn't more like meta self aware shit like that. Uh, I but mean, there was also some. I don't. I mean, yeah, especially when it comes any. to like the you know the the like burning of potentially burning people alive reference thing uh throwing things downstairs to hit them in the face this time it was the ingredients to make cookies oh yeah which i thought was was like yeah she was like you need sugar to make cookies and then he gets hit in the balls with sugar yeah classic comedy what (laughs) you don't remember this it's the no it's the classic home alone gotta get up the steps situation but you can't because things on rope are coming for your face Wow, I must have been super checked out at that point. It's that fair. is legit. Yeah, I respect that. I'm totally fine that you didn't watch all of this movie. Let me check where... Yeah, I think I only have one note from that. Uh, Yeah, <laughs> I only have one note after like 15 minutes into the movie. I have a big bolded note that I'm really excited to talk about. Ooh. The Dean! I was so excited. I was like, yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah, I was like, the, the Dean's here. Um, and I'm so sorry, the Dean, once again, if you're listening and I don't know your real name, Jim Rash. Sure. Jim Rash. Mm-hmm. I will never forget that. Jim Rash, the Dean. Um, great. he said, shame on you. This is my life choice. And it was the one giggle this movie got out of me. Yeah. Yeah. He's a guy that, he's a guy that will throw himself 110% into anything. Uh, and he always will nail whatever role he's got. Like, remember when he was on Reno 911? Come on. I don't remember that. Oh, wow. Yes, I do. He came on he a lot. He was the 911. <laughs> he was. Um, he, he, would, he came on a lot as different characters 
Although usually the only one I remember is the Dominatrix uh, that he played. Hmm. Uh, okay, I'll watch it all real quick. Yeah. I mean, Reno 911 is a funny show. Yeah, just watch the episode yeah. real quick. Yeah, everybody pause for a second. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone. It's the other host here with some great news. We have ourselves our first Captain's Log Patreon tier member. Thank you so much, Crimson, for joining us. Uh, for those of you who do not know, Rotten Treasure does have a Patreon where you can gain access to uh, voting power in upcoming franchises, early release episodes, extra bonus recap episodes, and that's not all. You can also, with the Captain's Log tier, uh, you can promote a business, an organization, uh, something you're proud of yourself. You can just promote pretty much anything within reason, maybe not a cult. We'll, st- we'll start with not, yeah, no, no cults, please. Uh, but Crimson would like to give a special shout out this week to Huge Theater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. There is a wonderful improv theater where you can go to see shows every single night of the week except for Tuesdays. Within the shout out, there's a special shout out to Monday nights, show X, 8 p.m. Folks, you can get in to a show at 8 o'clock, get your laugh on, get home by 9.30, and go to bed like a responsible adult. Crimson and I did it. We had a blast. We think it was great. If you don't think so, don't come crying back to us. You're wrong. Let's get back to the show. Thanks, Crimson. And we're back. (laughs) I laughed my butt (laughs) off. (laughs) That's fine. Actually, that's perfect. I'll put some commercials in there. That was perfect. Great. Oh, that'd be Um, fun. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah, you're fucking welcome. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all three of us, we love Blue Chew. Uh, <laughs> Blue Chew's great. Um, but yeah, I that's it's just so weird this movie. Like, I, and like it ends with Max and the the parents becoming friends. Oh yeah, no, because you're having Christmas weird. together. Yeah. Yeah, like weird reveal of like, oh, we've only lived in this house for a few months and we don't have friends. It's like, yeah, because you, you're you unpleasant people. <laughs> well, am I correct in saying that um, they've developed a relationship to the point where they paid for the renovations of their house? Like they compensated for the renovations of their house with their new money from their little doll? Yes. Yes, they did. They uh, bought so I a new ca- uh, chandelier for them. I didn't care to rewatch it, but so am I to understand that it's all just been aired out. Hey, so we, you know, your kid tried to kill us in a multitude of ways. Um, (laughs) while we tried to explain to him that we thought he stole a doll, like, and also we ruined your house. Yeah. Well, it was this interesting moment where like, right when they had, they finally talked face to face and they were like, wait, you don't have the doll. And he's like, no, I took a soda and then, like, Ellie Kemper becomes very, like, maternal and is like, oh, my God, you're here by yourself? Like, do you want to, like, be with us? Like, I I kind of liked that moment because I liked that it was this, like, that's what I was looking for, I guess, throughout more of this movie. Just like, right, this is a kid who is, like, he's been alone for a few days. He doesn't know what's going on. He thinks that people are trying to invade his house. And, like we finally got a little bit of sympathy that actually makes sense out of him. And I, I just wish that there was more. Cause like this kid fucking was mean and rude and crude. Yeah. 
they... <laughs> you okay, Jim? Okay. Talk, uh, my child. One of, one of the things that I thought was weird about the ending was that um that they had to pay for the the stuff right the rich... I didn't remember that i i it did not that did not clock for me i might have just it's been it's, excited that it was over it's kind of an offhand comment where they're like well i mean we paid for that chandelier of yours um it's one of those kind of things and i was bothered that by that because it was like but the little kid is the one who did all the damage to the house, not the like. Was this your deal wait, to not like? Wait, but because the end of the movie, they make a joke about like, oh, I want one of those sodas, huh? They look good. Mm-hmm. But they're that's their sodas. So wait, that wasn't their house, like the the Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper. No, that was Rob Delaney's house. Yeah, yeah. So, so. D- did Max's family buy them the chandelier as a gift then? No, no. Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper bought the bought the chandelier because they destroyed the other one. Right. Uh oh. Well, did they though? Wait, I thought that just happened which... in, in and of itself. I thought it was how did it get fucked up? Because... No, because remember that was the one at the end that was like an accident because like they had reconciled yeah. or they like talked and then they like mm-hmm. nudged something by accident. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm bothered by it. Because yeah, they didn't do the damage to the house. Good. The child did the damage to the house. Yeah. Fuck this kid. Also, also Ashley May has a ton of fucking fuck, money. Fuck Buzz, because he's like, oh, yeah, like somebody always makes some sort of uh, no, like no. fake home alone call no. every year. He, it's his brother specifically. Like They're like, hey, uh, hey, so you're a cop. I'm going to need you to do your job and go over there and make sure this kid's not home by themselves. The thing that happened to your brother that emotionally scarred them. And you're just going to like... You're not going to go double check. You're not just going to just make sure. Yeah. No. The, nope. the, the if I ever see Buzz McAllister, I'm going to lean him over my knee and I'm going to spank <laughs> his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you do not leave Max Mention. What the fuck is his last name? Mercer? Max, Max Mercer home alone. Yeah. The, the dispatcher was so right in that scenario where he was like, Hey, we got a call about a kid that's home alone, and he was like, "Nah, we get that all the time." He's like, "Could you at least just like drive by it? Like, it's it. You have a car. What else are you doing tonight? Right. Eating a messy burrito? Right? Like, just drive there and look at it and go. Hmm. Yeah, there is a child home alone in there. So I'm cool. Just, I'm just gonna shit on Minneapolis police real quick. Um, I am a you know as maybe some of the listeners know, I clean homes and. I set off an alarm because they forgot to shut off, the, disarm their, their home for us to show up to clean their house. And we were like, fuck that. Uh, I don't have the access code. They weren't responding. I didn't have their uh, access, uh, like any access information to shut it off. So we just left and went and hung, hung out in front of the house. I'm not a big fan of when cops show up. But when they did, we were just hanging out in my car. No cleaning supplies. They just like parked across the street. I put my window down. I was like, hey, with the cleaners, we set off the alarm. And they just went, Okay. And then left. <laughs> oh, yeah. The that's aren't, like, <laughs> that's good at their jobs. No, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, uh, can, I, can I point out the most unrealistic part of this movie? Please do. Yeah, 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 please. Uh, that a British person owns hot sauce. Okay, yeah, 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 wait, yeah, what? <laughs> 
Why not? And uh, yeah, they don't like flavor over there. Now the only thing they like is um, imperialism. Oh Jesus! <laughs> One beer, Ross, coming at you. <laughs> I don't have sound effects, but I'll put one in there. Oh, it's um, gonna be like a lion roar or something like that. What do you want? Um, could it be like a sexy cat? Sure. Thanks, Jim. Can I get a sexy cat? <laughs> no, yeah, that, that's a sexy cat, and it's on right. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but the way you said that, it feels like a not a like a not an uncomfortable euphemism, but just like slang. I think you could pull it off if you said that regularly. You just call, pe- call people a sexy cat? Yeah. <laughs> no, not people. Just actions or things. That, all right, that was a sexy cat. Nice. <laughs> he, he said That's it so my... confidently that I, I believe him. <laughs> or just That's honestly. Like my favorite uh, CD series. Now that's what I call a sexy cat. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I think it's good just by itself. I think sexy cat is like mint. Nice. Tight. <laughs> oh, I do like saying mint because it's, oh. uh, it's the most Gen Z I feel. Just being like fucking mint. I was raised on Mint um, from a bunch of boomers, actually. I was raised on uh, <laughs> Cinnamon. Okay. I knew it. I saw it coming, and I was like, I can't I can't stop him. I, uh, nope. <laughs> there's a nope. pause here. Jim, what I were you say- raised on Tarragon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, I was encouraged. My parents' friend, uh, Bill, used to be like, Mint all the time. Like, that's a... That's a thing. That's cool. I guess that's like I don't really know anybody else who says mint. Mint, <laughs> not cinnamon. You bring cinnamon to the fucking. There, everyone's like, "Come on in." Because <laughs> so because I grew up in Pennsylvania, so we were all just like, "That's fucking scrapple, man." Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, South Classic. Jersey. So hey, the real pork roll over here, and we were like, "Uh, fucking Taylor Ham." Yeah. <laughs> Is scrapple just like just that area? Is that like a thing? That's just. Um, pretty I, much i didn't know it wasn't in other places so okay yes i i'll i'll go on the record and say i really like scrapple okay. i don't get it a lot but when i do and it's like crispy ooh, ooh la la for those who don't understand what scrapple is can i can i get the person who feels most confident in explaining what it is i could do it so scrapple say, ross is gonna have to yeah and <laughs> i i grew up jewish but like scrapple it's kind of like taking all of the extra bits from like other processes involving pigs. So like, I don't think runoff is the right word to say, but like the scraps, people would say scraps. Yeah. 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 And just kind of like putting it together into a loaf. Essentially. It's, it's almost like pork meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good. I I haven't had it since I was 11. So I don't remember at all what it tastes like. I I've, I don't have any recollection of even liking it or not liking it. So well, I'm gonna hey, try some scrapples. If you like here. meat, then it's a treat. So I'm gonna explain a joke because it's not there yet, but I wanted to workshop it with y'all. Okay, okay. Let's see what we yeah, can do with please. it. Cool. So, uh, someone was like, "What are we gonna call this?" You know, someone showed somebody scrapple. They they were like, "Oh, it's just scrap." Uh, and they just heard scrapple. Because it's, you know what I mean? Like, they were kind of just, like, had the rest of the word scrap is just being caught in admitting that it's just scrap. It's just leftovers. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not this good. genius. But it, I don't know how it could become good, you know? 
Yeah, we should. We'll call Mike Berbiglia because he he likes to workshop <laughs> jokes on his podcast. <laughs> he does. Yeah. That is what his podcast is. Yeah, and here now I can now I can finally bust out my Mike Berbiglia impression. I'm ready. You know, Kai, <laughs> Jim. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool when we're working on... Co- Fuck, it's usually better, but I can't get into it right now. No, no, it's you got it. Like Hold on. You're, you're actually doing a really good job. Look, welcome to you the podcast. You know, what I yeah. should have said was nothing. What I did say was you'd be surprised. <laughs> wow. I, wow, that's a really sucks. good... That's a really good... I, uh, I think... <laughs> I feel like an insane person. I've been up since like 7.30. I had work <laughs> for eight straight hours. Yeah. We, rec- we literally a recorded uh, a, a, pr- a podcast right before this. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that already. <laughs> um, I think one of the funny things about Mike Birbiglia's podcast is it's him workshopping jokes and then a guest who's kind of having none of it where they're just like, yeah, yeah, here's a joke. Can we just talk as people? Like every time I see like clips of it, it everyone has this feeling of like, yeah, man, that's cool. You yeah, you made that joke better. Anyway, so here's a story of like me working with this one guy. Like that's that's the whole podcast to me. Yeah, I like that though. I like people just being like, let's just be humans together. I hope that's what we're doing. Do you think that works? I hope that. Fuck, this is meta. Is this okay, everyone? Please get back. Just like let some sort of like comment. Just be like, it's all right, Kai. Yeah, email us at uh, rottentreasurepodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, just say it's okay in the subject and inside the email. And that's it. <laughs> and like, if you want to email me, you're allowed to. I won't get mad at you or anything. Oh, can you CC Ross? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I won't give you my email, but like, you can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, use context clues. <laughs> yeah. CC as many Ross combination of emails that you can think of. I'm gonna see. What, and yeah, just CC you me, but I'm not talking about <laughs> CC's pizza. No, what's really bad is that I'm immediately, if I was in that position where I had to guess as many Rosses, I would be like, Ross the Boss 1, Ross the Boss 2. <laughs> I hate myself. I that. never had that as an email option. I I, I used to low key hate when people were like, oh, Ross the Boss. Of course, like, yeah. No, it's the worst. Ross. Yeah. Because like, they were like, what rhymes with Ross? And I'm like, okay. You don't have to rhyme. Here's something I want to know from everyone uh i don't know if you have any more ross but what were the nicknames you had as a kid that you hated that like people would say all the time well that's the thing i never really had a good nickname because i have one syllable name so that means like you have to you have to like play around and find rhymes which never really worked and like i never like it wasn't like uh i slipped down the stairs and like like landed head first in like a pile of shit so they couldn't be like hey shit face or like hey slippo or yeah. something like i didn't or you showed up one day with like uh with like cheap shoes or something and like hey ross dress for less oh if somebody referred to me <laughs> as a discount marshals i would be Ooh. so angry <laughs> literally uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like usually if you come up with a joke off the top of your head about someone's name yeah. they've heard it they know yeah. the joke they, yeah. they've heard it a billion what, times someone someone told me that uh like okay i'm wondering how many people are familiar with michael michael motorcycle everyone anyone anyone yeah yeah vroom vroom no michael michael motorcycle turn the key and watch him pee it was like a thing you tease michaels with no no okay. so i would never make fun of somebody 
by calling them a motorcycle. No, I think that was a re- maybe a, a New Hampshire remix, uh, <laughs> because <laughs> like as far as I understood this morning with one of my coworkers, uh, Michael Malcolm motorcycle completely well known. People are yeah. familiar with Michael Michael, but this turn the key and watch him pee business. That's just some extra torture to this kid. He's like, no, I I'm not gonna pee myself. I'm in elementary school. Stop. You know, that's a- also turn the key to watch him pee. Why? But, so when <laughs> Why you turn the key in a, a car, yeah. wait, is a car like burning up and exhausting fuel? Is that how cars pee? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But we're talking about a motorcycle. Like, does a motorcycle you turn the key and it like it loses? Okay, Jim, uh, do you think that motorcycles <laughs> operate that significantly differently from a car? Yeah. Am I stupid for thinking that they that they probably work pretty much the same? Oh no! Am God, I the I dumb talked, one here? <laughs> I in, I insulted you so confidently, and now I'm just like, wait, no. <laughs> oh no! Now I I insulted you so confidently, and now I feel like, oh no. God. Uh-oh. Well, God, it feels like I just got a cue ball to the f- head. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. Cool. Sorry, according to Urban Dictionary, Michael Michael Motorcycle uh, is a classic children's uh, rhyme often uh, used on the playground uh, in the lower ice seat of the Bronx to torment those with the name Michael. I guess that's where it originated. Maybe? Oh, I, uh... Michael Michael Motorcycle turned the key and watch him pee. It is an example on this website. So, Damn. I am not alone. This is a thing. I have no. a community out here. Yes, I, there's at least a Reddit I can follow. I, I've heard it, like I've heard it in the past, um, and it never put it to memory. But that because I only knew of someone else later in life would call someone Michael Motorcycle, and then he'd go vroom vroom, mm. and anytime anyone said Michael Motorcycle, you could hear him like in a different room, very quietly go vroom vroom. <laughs> If I was Michael, I would I would definitely try to be that friend for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I. Don't want I to be. It, it just it really gets my uh, it really tickles that funny bone for me of someone in a different room doing something. Um, to answer the 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 question, uh, I did so actually very home alone appropriate. I've admitted it. I think on the first episode, uh, my quote unquote dead name, which I don't really particularly as a person, it doesn't mean much to me to speak to, uh, was Kevin, which was a big deal because my family loved this movie extra. Cause that was the name they gave me. Um, so I got, uh, Oh, and, and Kevin from the wonder years can vibe with me on this. Cause he also hated it. Kevbo. Oh, what up Kevbo? Who says Kevbo? My mom got away with Kevy baby, which is fine because you're my mom. That's an okay uh, name. Yeah, it's fine. It was on my baby spoons. So like, it, it's, yeah, you know, I mean, like you can call me that. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are baby spoons? <laughs> I was going to okay. let it slide. So <laughs> no, 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 hold on. When two, the phrase baby spoons when two slide. spoons that love each other, <laughs> uh, sometimes they have to adopt based on the whole, like, you know, their factory settings and the way that they were brought into the world. Uh, I don't well, know. I don't know if forks are, are supposed impotent. to get involved or whether or not forks have to. I'm not sure how it works. I'm not sure how cutlery sex works, but exactly. But yeah, they make little tiny. Little you, tiny spoons. how rich was your family that you got custom uh, baby spoons? Because I had spoons as a kid that were like 
for specifically for babies because babies have tiny mouths and you can take so, that to the bank i, I had love- an asbestos blanket asbestos yeah it Go. insulated really well except i had a weird cough for nine years yeah, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> okay. sadly my parents jim they worked four jobs to get me that baby spoon um because at that around that time um, they were working my mom was working like the diner paper route worked for my dad in the office and also i think at the grocery store begging um mm-hmm. and then your dad just got laid off because of cloud computing <laughs> <laughs> no uh yeah no <laughs> that's good uh which brings me actually ross that brings us to a very good point uh um, i think it's about that time uh if i'm doing my math correct yeah sure i could uh, be wrong we've, we've been in for honestly, an hour so we're good what's up we've been in for an hour so we're good to go okay cool i wanted to check in on that because time wise it is you said 9 30 and that was five minutes ago um I think, honestly, there's a couple points we could probably still bring up. And then, so if we want to do... Yeah, 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 totally. We pull this back into the episode. So I think it's about that time. Um, If there's a point, you're familiar. You've been on the podcast, Ross. If there's anything you want to make sure it gets on there, um, you can point at Jim and make him have to come up with something on the spot. Don't do that to me because I'm not ready. What? Wait, hold on. What's going on? Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. All right, I think it's about that time for us to do final notes. So does anybody have any final notes that they wanted to bring up before we go? I'm really good at bringing this up. Uh, uh, I don't know why I started saying, uh, I didn't have a thing. I'm looking (laughs) at my notes. Look, uh, we can vamp for you. I, I, I like, I think the house looks good. It's a, it's a lovely house. Like it's not gaudy. It's not as gaudy as like a lot of like McMansions mm-hmm. that you think of when you think of like the rich and stuff. Like the nice thing about the Home Alone franchise is that to to the ones that I've seen, all of the homes have been very like warm and well decorated and lived in. Like it doesn't feel like a set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would agree. I mean, I literally yeah. I clean houses that I feel like is a set. Like as in the they they bought it that way furnished and then never touched it. And now my job is to make it look like it's supposed to look like that always. Um, Oh, also, uh, and then two other things, both of them involving soda. Um, One, the inciting incident is that he, he said that he had 10 free refills of soda wherever they were when they went to the open house to piss. And that's, if you're a parent and you like, like, look, this Max kid, he's he seems like a fucking handful. Mm-hmm. So, if he's drinking a lot of soda, fine, just put something in your mouth so you're not talking. Um, and then later, another line that I thought was almost funny, but then I'm like, oh fuck you, because Ellie Kemper, because he's like dropping Coke and Mentos everywhere, and it, they're exploding and going all over the place. Mm-hmm. And Ellie Kemper just goes, "How does this family have so much soda?" Which is funny. And then he goes, we get, we, we buy it, uh, in bulk. It's a lot more like cost effective or something, (laughs) which is like, I hate when rich people like talk about saving money like that Mm -hmm. because it's just annoying and obnoxious. It's like, you don't need to like save $3. Calm down. Yeah. You bought a hundred dollars of sodas so you could save a dollar on each soda. Okay. We're all talking about it. My parents, Bob and Cheryl. During that fortune job time, that they that's what they did. One of my I was talking about this recently. One of my chores was actually rotating the the diet Pepsi shelves, 
Because in the basement underneath the stairs, the Hobbit little area, uh, not the Hobbit mm-hmm. area, sorry, the Harry Potter little area was just like four shelves A, B, C, and D. And I had to make sure that I was checking the expiration dates and like moving up the soda accordingly. Wow. Oh. But also, like, like buying in bulk isn't inherently like a like. I'm not making. Oh no, uh, rich people doing it. It bothers me. It's like when yeah, I find out yeah. someone who's doing just it, like, like super when rich, rich is people like, talk about like I didn't, deals. You know, you're like, I didn't buy blueberries today. Mm-mm, they yeah. weren't. On... <laughs> it's like <laughs> too expensive. Couldn't do it. They raised thirty five cents. You're like, fuck off. Get the blueberries. All right. I want to live through you. Eat the blueberries. <laughs> Saving savings is for people who can't afford things. Like if you if you can afford that giant house. You don't need to. You don't need to save that thirty-five dollars on the a thousand uh, soda cans that you bought. Yeah, and also like I enjoy name brand peanut butter, so I'm gonna get name brand peanut butter. I like Skippy. Oh, I'm all in on Jif. Jif is good too. I think as long as you're not eating Peter Pan peanut butter, Ew, you're gross. doing fine. Is that the organic one? No. Uh, but like when I see somebody has Peter Pan peanut butter, I'm like, what? I think I'm gonna it's like when somebody has Hunt's ketchup. You're like, I like you can have that, but like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Heinz is where it's at. Um, or Sir Kensington. Or honestly, what I do? Oh no, I don't do this because uh, this is the only time I won't buy the store brand is ketchup because the store brand tends to be pretty like pretty different usually it's yeah this usually it is literally the same they just slap a different label on it but mm. for some reason the ketchup at uh that store brand just tastes different i think it has less sugar in it but those are all the tips i wanted or all the things that i wanted to talk about soda <laughs> no i am I'm, I'm i'm with it i love that whole scene of them throwing mentos in soda bottles and having them zip around i would not want to be beamed by that i mean I don't think that's how that would work. It doesn't. It's not like a... What would you call it? Like, if you were to hit, like, a... Um, what are they called? Like, one of those tanks um, that you would keep, like, Propane helium tank? in. Propane oh. Yes. A pro- well, oh, not a- sure. What are those things called, though? You know what I mean? Like, a tank, a, tank. a fucking oxygen tank, whatever like that. If you were to, like, hit that the right way, or the wrong way, and it just goes flying all over the place. But, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was good comedy. That was, like one part that i also like another part that i actually did find humorous uh i think i was a little distracted by that scene because that's not how cocomentos work because have you ever done the cocomentos thing yeah it just shoots up out of yeah the... it's, it's also instantaneous yes yeah. exactly they he puts it in drops it down and then she's like what's what's going on over here there seems to be a soda and then it starts spraying out and it's so, also very clearly because of the way it lands like a hose underneath uh under the ground come on we we could see through your filmmaking uh, uh, street or side l fucking bullshit man yeah <laughs> wait so you're um, telling me you don't like this movie no god no I, not good movie um i give it zero bulk sodas <laughs> <laughs> how, yeah, how many bulk sodas <laughs> How many upside down doll heads do you give it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing I was going to bring up was he's a data migrator. That's his job. He migrates data from one server to another. And then they're like, well, cloud computing really put an end to that. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Because you need to migrate your data 
onto the cloud. And there are, let me tell you something, tons of companies that have their uh, data on a on a uh, server and they want to put it onto the cloud and all they need is to have uh, someone who migrates data. He could have been perfect for that job. Mm. I, Do they specify how long he was unemployed? Sure. I want to say they did and it was like a year, but I don't know. Hmm, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it I that was a thing that was just like they said a bunch of uh uh buzzwords in a row and I was like, "Hmm, I know what those buzzwords mean." And you're fucking talking out your ass cuz that didn't uh because that didn't actually make any sense. That's what that's what you get movie for saying something. Rachel was like, because even Rachel was like, I like, she was like, I kind of know those words. And I still knew that that didn't mean anything. Speaking yeah, of, they were just like, what's a, what's a job that sounds like he could get a job, but also like, it's not his fault that he's not working. Yeah. But they, they screwed it up. They picked a job that definitely could still be used. Um, and then the other thing I had was this movie was 100% sponsored by BMW. Oh, yeah. He he only feels at peace in his BMW. Wow. And it has, it's so peaceful and quiet in there that he spent the night. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've ever slept in a, uh, in a car in the garage. That's not my vibe. If you take a nap in a car, you're just like, my body's wrecked yeah. for yeah. a while. Oh, yeah. No, it's that and airplanes. Fuck that. Not Can't sleep. Oh, I cannot sleep on airplanes. I, I'm so jealous of people who can. Oh, also, um, this movie felt like it was written in like 2010 because a lot of the jokes were like jokes that they made in 2010. Uh, it feels like uh, Streeter Seidel used a lot of his college humor stuff. Uh, it, felt very, it felt very, it felt very, eh, eh. Oh yeah. yeah! You see the joke? Did you or did you see the thing? Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking yeah. of Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> yeah that that was dumb. I'm I'm I over can't that believe joke. That that was a joke that was popular on Tumblr in 2009. Get let's get with it, guys. Uh, speaking of buzzwords, um, that was my. That's a really good segue, right? Did you get it? Sp- Buzz buzzwords. Are we talking about Tim Allen's lines? No, we're talking about <laughs> Buzz McAllister's lines uh, Ooh, in, in this movie. Uh, that yeah, that was better. That's a that made more sense okay. or any sense. He, <laughs> I, I've said it. I'm sure on one of the other episodes, but he calls him. Uh, he calls his brother once again something that makes me uncomfortable, which is a trout sniffer. Did he say trout sniffer again? He did. Oh my god, they're just using words from the first movie. Yep. I mean that I mean that they had to there was that one tying thread, I guess. I don't know if there was necessarily any there was no other cameos or anything. I don't think they did like any like toothbrush callbacks. There was no one shoveling snow that was also turning the salt into mummies. I don't understand the recipe anymore. Um the bodies turn to salt and the salt turns to mummies. I think yeah, that's how that works. They didn't understand the recipe either. Yeah. Oh, well there was a callback when they're watching like a sci-fi movie and they're like oh my god they just keep remaking the classics and i think that was like a space uh, it was remake angels, of yeah. the gangster movie yeah that was angels with dirty yeah. souls it was which not good not a not a i didn't like it i don't know how y'all felt about it didn't like that joke no thanks no thank you 
Yeah. yeah. I think that's it. I mean, honestly, we didn't talk about Pete Holmes, and I think I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> Look, I like Pete Holmes, but also he didn't do anything except yell at people. Yeah, that's kids get the ready. Oh my god, President ah, Sherman no. now. Yeah. Okay, is that it? All right. Is there every kid, and I'm not responsible for any more lives? All right, I checked once, so let's. Oh, leave. also, Chris Parnell's in this, and he has nothing to do. Chris Parnell. Chris Parnell. He's the um, from SNL, yeah, and Dr. Leo Spachaman on Thirty Rock. Like he's just like oh. in the background for a scene. He's also um in uh he's also on Rick and Morty. He's Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his voice is undoubtedly always going to be that for me. I can't he's hear him. He's the as progressive else. box. Mm-hmm. He's got a great voice. Yeah. Um, and I wish he had a good part in this movie. I he's in it for two seconds. Um, which uh. With Pete Holmes, Rachel goes, when when he got on screen, she goes, oh, it's that guy I don't like. And then after like five minutes of watching him yell at people, she was like, yeah, he's really doing that unlikable thing that he always does. Look, I love Pete Holmes. He does. He is not given any favors in this movie. No, no. I, I also would consider myself a fan of Pete Holmes. And he just did not do anything good when when it comes to Holmes, i would have rather had sherlock than pete and leave all of that silence in guys. <laughs> you have no idea how hard that was yeah, for it's me. like the real ross wiseman experience <laughs> hey it's not your fault you've had a beer you know that's true <laughs> you know you get wild this is what happens. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing that. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it. I don't know. I wrote that someone called him an ugly little boy. That's. I guess that's not... I was like... I didn't like him, but I thought that was really mean. Um, yeah, that's it. I think that's the movie. I think that's that's all We've I done feel. It. We've done it, It certainly everyone. is the movie. Yeah. It, honestly, I was so psyched for this to come out. And I was incredibly disappointed, which I should have expected, right? Yeah, I guess, like, you you two had better experience than I did. But, like, you, you watched all of these Home Alone sequels with, like, the same diminished returns and trying mm-hmm. to... Yeah. Uh, like, a lot of the reviews and a lot of people were like, you're tr- like, Home Alone was lightning in a bottle and, like, recreating it or trying to capitalize on it more. It's just not going to work. Yeah, the they got lucky with the second one also being pretty good. Uh, they were able to capture that same uh, energy, but after that, they just tried it over, over and over, and it didn't work. Well, they also had like no involvement of anybody from the original two, right? So like it's it's like a whisper down the lane trying to make a movie. It is interesting though that this has become a new story style, um, a la reboot. No, um, um, like uh. There's usually uh, sometimes TV shows will have like a, it's a Wonderful Life episode where they uh, wish they were dead the whole time. <laughs> oh sure, much like uh, the Santa Claus Three, the Escape Clause. Um, oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> listen to uh, the uh, Kiflex episode. Um, but there will now be like, oh, it's Christmas time. We could put out a Home Alone episode of a thing. Like it's it's become a style of movie, oh, and it doesn't yeah, necessarily yeah. have to be a Home Alone movie. But you go, oh yeah, they're doing Home Alone, right? Which is interesting. It's it's cool to see a formula uh, come up, even if it's 
done poorly all the time. Ugh. I don't. Do you think they'll do this again? Do you think they'll do another Home Alone movie right in the near future? I don't think near. Not future. in the near future. I I would be surprised if like they just didn't learn their lesson. Yeah, after six movies, four Ugh. of them quite bad. I, I'm okay with if I never see this movie ever, ever, ever again. I think it's perfectly fine. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that with most Home Alone movies. Yeah. Also, Ross, I don't know if you know this, but you actually uh, gave away the next franchise of our podcast with the timing of this release, actually. Oh, oops. Yeah, well, no. hey, that's sorry, usually... Patreon voters. No, that's usually our job. <laughs> we, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure we've already spoiled it in like an episode like six ago. Um, you know, that's what you get for, for actively listening to this podcast every single week is you get to find stuff out early. So good job, listener, whoever you are. Home Alone is a real nightmare, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that there's actually a crossover. I mean, like next week, uh, everybody, when you when you come back to watch uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, was that the one? Yeah, she home alones it up. She she rigs up a bunch of fucking uh, death traps for for Freddy in her house real yeah, fast. Yeah, she Just does the same way fucking Kevin McAllister does. He's like, yeah, I could bust and, this out in like ten and minutes. And nobody sleeps in this movie. Well, actually, well, the, the sleeping sleeps. is the inciting incident. Yeah. So never mind what I said. So <laughs> Ross, out, I have to out. ask you. Um, yeah. In honor of the scale you've just used on the uh, the previously recorded episode that everyone needs to listen to on Kidflix, um, would you rate this movie a home, a home sweet, or a home sweet home alone? I, um, <laughs> I guess I'd have to rate it. No, wait, wait, uh, or you can also rate at the highest home alone. Just <laughs> uh, I guess I I'll say. Uh, home sweet home because i i wish that i was uh if i i felt safe in my home after watching this because i like this morning i was like shit i have a lot that i need to do but also i need to watch this movie so i was like hostage yeah watching this movie while trying to also like get chores done yeah i like that you multitask i'm proud of you good, good choice any future uh yeah, people that you. come on the podcast that are currently listening uh don't don't watch the whole movie. Take your, like, honestly, take a couple minutes to do what you need to do with your life. <laughs> Have it on in the background. We don't yeah. care. If it's a good yeah. fucking movie, watch the good fucking movie. But this, you knew this was going to be trash from the moment you, you push play, right? Like, you, we all knew that we were going to be at least unsatisfied. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There was no way this was going to be like, wow, they did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they made that kid. It's such a simple formula. I don't know how they keep uh, fucking it up. Because they think it's too simple of a formula. Yeah, there's too many. There's there's enough room for people to be like, well, what if we made everyone unlikable? Or what if we made the robbers what we consider to be likable? Yeah. Exactly. Which is I see it. Kelly from the office, and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that's you the kind of by... burglar I want. <laughs> I like you called her by what her actual name is in the yeah, show. Canonical <laughs> name. Yeah. Her, uh, Aaron is her middle name canonically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I know her by her true name. Absolutely. The original Kelly. Actually, I guess, honestly, I think Kelly's older. So I think she's not the original Kelly. I don't know. Wow. We're talking in circles. Ross, well, do you have anything to here? promote? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, look, I, I'm, I'm always here to promote my podcast, Kid Flicks. Yeah. Uh, you two have been on it several times at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always a delight. We talk about kids' movies. We talked about uh, as, as you, 
uh, teased the Santa Claus three colon the escape clause, Woo! and that sh- that will be yeah. out by the time this is out. Yep. So no, give uh, them a listen. Yeah. And also, I will plug uh, uh, Iron Hill Brewery's pumpkin ale. It's what I was sipping on earlier, and mm-hmm. what got me good. But it is delicious, and uh, yeah. Okay. Well, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. We'll, we'll see you next week. Hold on a second. Actually, this is important. Before you go, folks. Uh, yes, we will. Oh. Hold on. This is important. Uh, no, we already o- said goodbye. <laughs> no, I don't give a shit. We got to do this real quick. Uh, not only are we going to be returning for Nightmare on Elm Street, but specifically returning guest Dan Higgins will be coming with us. So for those of you who uh, joined us for our Indiana Jones run, Dan's coming back. It's going to be a delight. That's it. Just wanted to give some love to Dan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everyone say something nice about Dan. Dan seems nice. Oh, okay. we we actually laughed just as much in this one as we did in the last one, and in the last one was the hardest I've ever laughed on a on one of our episodes. Wow. Oh, Dan poured water on himself, and I apparently found that to be the funniest thing I've ever seen. Well, folks, uh, I'll, I'll just say that Dan's just a sweetheart, and every single time I'm around him, uh, I just feel lighter and happier as a person. Um, yeah. But also, I'd like everyone to please send me something nice to Dan as also, and like honestly, BCC Dan, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Ross can't see it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta be. I gotta feel like people are sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Bye, everybody. Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rotten Treasure and on Instagram at Rotten underscore Treasure. And on Twitter at Rotten Treasure. And go to patreon.com slash Rotten Treasure for bonus episodes, early episode release, and a vote for the next series. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Perfect.